robbers like, y'all ain't finna take shit. Place your boy amazing shit, your jeweler ain't a bump. Crazy diamond bracelet, I'm jealous of my own wrist. You ain't spent a million yet, you probably won't agree with this. Major most compete for us, we keep on copying pieces. I was just sitting in a cell, playing solitaire. Now they see me everywhere, bracelet full of solitaire. Solitaire, solitaire, nigga, yeah, solitaire. That bitch wrong for a lot of death, see she love them solitaires. All right, General Policy, Free Women and Men podcast. I'm your host, Burl Burl, about to give you that real for today. Really, we're just going to talk about Game 2 of the NBA Finals. If you listen to my advice for Game 1, you know, we missed just short. We had the Nuggets winning, but, you know, I, uh, you know, I went with the Heat to lose by less than 9. These motherfuckers lost by 11. Uh, but, yeah, that's what we talk about here. Esoteric knowledge primarily uh, numerology and astrology, as well as math, um, just math and history in general. Um, you know, we mostly talk about gematria, which means geometry and language, it comes from ancient Hebrew mysticism, aka black people. Um, and it's based in the English language. Um, right now, just because you know how white people do, they take the information and the teachings of blacks and then make it their own. Um, English language standardized in the 15th, 16th century, along with the calendar system, which is named after a pope. Um, and that's where we are at today. Everything is pretty much rigged from the sporting games to the elections to anything that comes on the news, fake news stories. And granted, while there is an element of reality to them, the, the reality is generally orchestrated or planned through these uh, esoteric lenses or tools, rather, of numerology and astrology mainly. Uh, but yeah, anytime you hear me in this episode, for the newbies, say a word or or. A word or letter or phrase equals a number is going to be within the four base ciphers, which go as follows. Uh, the alphabet forwards, where A is the first letter, up into Z is the 26th. Then the alphabet backwards, where Z is the first letter, up into A is the 26th. Then you have alphabet forwards with numerology applied, and then backwards with numerology applied for the last two ciphers. Um, and numerology applied just means every letter with a double-digit value you simplify it to a single digit letter by adding the two digits t- together. So like 11 would be 2, 12 would be 3, 13 would be 4, 17 would be 8, 19 would be 1, because 1 plus 9 is 10, 1 plus 0 is 1. And that's the essence of it. It sounds very corny, sounds non-believable, unbelievable, but it's real as fuck. Um, and it's supposed to sound this way, so when somebody like me gives you this truth, uh, you look at me like I'm retarded, thus remaining sleep. Thus this podcast is called Free Women and Men. From mental slavery uh so we'll just go ahead and get into it uh today's date numerology is as follows: 33 because it's the sixth month fourth day 23rd year um six plus four plus 23 equals 33 um 53 day numerology six plus four plus 20 plus 23 equals 53 and then six plus four plus two plus zero plus two plus three equals 17 nba equals 17 and we know um, modern Freemasonry was founded in 1717. Uh, Lakers and Celtics are tied for the most NBA championships with 17. Um, but yeah, 17 would break down to eight, eight in numerology. It's the 155th day of the year, 210 days left. It's the 169th day, well, the 169 days after the Pope's birthday. Uh, excuse my daughter back there. Uh, today is Sunday. Sunday equals 84 forwards, 21 forwards with numerology, 78 backwards, 33 backwards with numerology. 
Sunday is named after the sun. Sun equals 54 forwards and nine forwards with numerology, 27 backwards and 18 backwards with numerology. It's the 230th day of the basketball season. Uh, let's see. The Heat are 56 and 45 versus on the season. Excuse me, 23 and 29 away. They could pick up their 46 loss today when today is written four slash six like 46. Their next road loss would be their 30th when Nuggets equals 30 and Ball Arena where they're playing equals 30. The Nuggets can become three and zero versus the home on the year at home versus the Heat at home on the year, um, like 30. Uh, Denver is 66 and 32, 43 and seven at home. Today has eight and 33 day numerology. They could pick up their 33rd loss of the season and their eighth home loss. They are three and zero versus Miami this year. Nuggets equals 30. Ball Arena equals 30. Today has 30 day numerology. They are two and zero at home versus Miami. And the last time the Heat beat the Nuggets was August 1st in 2020. Uh, head to head, they are 39 and 34 all time versus the Heat playoffs included. 24 and 14 at home. If Denver Nuggets lost game seven on Father's Day, they would get their 38th loss of the season. Finals equals 38. Denver is in Colorado. Colorado is the 38th state in order of statehood. Not only that, but in the four base ciphers, Colorado equals 38. We know that Russell Wilson got traded to the Denver Broncos on March 8th of last year. Uh, Father's Day equals 163 in the four base ciphers. 163 is the 38th prime number. Uh, the Nuggets can pick it. And don't forget, the Nuggets just beat LeBron at age 38. And when LeBron's 38 years old, he just broke the scoring record, scoring 38 points against the Thunder. Uh, nonetheless, the Nuggets can pick up their 35th loss on a Sunday. Four slash six. Catholic equals 35 and 46. And it's the Heat's 35th season. Miami has lost seven straight to Denver. They can lose their eighth straight today on the eight date numerology. The Heat are 12 and 7 in the playoffs, 6 and 5 away. Today has 8 day numerology and Ball Arena equals 66. They can pick up their 8th loss in the playoffs and fall to 6 and 6 on the road in the playoffs. Miami is 161 and 125 in the playoffs all time, 59 and 80 away. Denver Nuggets equals 161. If they win the series, they'll have 165 wins. NBA Finals equals 165. Miami is 32 and 21 in game twos, 10 and 14 away. Sunday equals 33 and 21, and today has 33 day numerology. The Heat are 3 and 3 in NBA final game twos, 2 and 2 away. Denver equals 32. They can improve to 3 and 2 away in game two all time in the NBA finals. Denver is 13 and 3 in the playoffs, 9 and 0 at home. They are 95 and 131 in the playoffs. They're 13 and 3 in the playoffs this year. All time, they're 95 and 131, 65 and 45 at home. Today is 4 slash 6, like 46. They can pick up their 46 home playoff loss. We're just trying to take that apart. Uh huh. I want to take this on the screen so I can do it. I can go in on my toilet. Hmm. Um, let me see. Where was I? Oh, so yeah. Uh, the Nuggets came in on 94 wins. Denver equals 94. They came in on 131 losses. Championship equals 131. Uh, in game twos, the Nuggets are 15 and 29, 11 and 9 at home. In the finals, the Heat are 17 and 19 in the NBA finals. The 
last team to face an eighth seed won the series four to one. That was San Antonio over the Knicks. San Antonio equals 41, Knicks equals 41. San Antonio and Denver both came from the ABA in 1976. This is the 76 NBA season. Don't come back over here. Don't come back over here. If it don't work, then it don't fucking work. Do not come back over here. Shit. Go read a book. Leave me alone. Alright, where the fuck was I? Man, this goddamn kid is no joke, boy. Fuck. Uh, San Antonio. Don't come back. Well, then that's it. San Antonio equals 41. Knicks equals 41. Spurs and Nuggets both came from the ABA in 1976. This is the 76 NBA anniversary season. Today is 76 days after Pat Riley's birthday, and he's connected to the Heat as well as the Knicks. Spolstra is 108 and 72 in the playoffs, 43 and 46 away. Today is four slash six. He can stay on those 46 away playoff losses. He's 13 and 17 in the NBA Finals. Today has 17 day numerology. Sun equals 18. Nuggets coach Mike Malone is 34 and 30 in the playoffs, 22 and 11 at home. He can get his 35th win on four slash six when Catholic equals 35 and 46. Jokic is 34 and 30 in the playoffs, 22 and 11 at home. Um, let's see. If he won the three games in this series, he'd have 36 wins. Miami equals 36. If he lost four games in this series, he'd have 34 losses. In the playoffs, Heat equals 34. Jokic is 12 and 5 versus the Heat, 7 and 3 at home. Today has 8 day numerology. He can improve to 8 and 3 at home versus the Heat. Colorado equals 83, like 8 and 3. He could also fall to 7 and 4 at home. Heat equals 74. Denver, Colorado equals 74. Nicola is 6-5 in game twos, 5-2 at home. Denver Nuggets equals 62, 53-day numerology today, though. Uh, let's see. Jimmy Butler is 58-57 and 57 in the playoffs, 30-31 and 31 away. Nuggets equals 30, Ball Arena equals 30, Denver equals 32. If he wins one game, he'll have 59 wins in the playoffs. Michael Jordan equals 59. We know that he's Michael Jordan's son. If he wins two games, he'd have 60 wins, and Michael Jordan is 60 years old right now. If he wins the series, he'll have 62 wins. Jordan equals 62. The Denver Nuggets equals 62. Game two is, well, today is 263 days after Jimmy Butler's 33rd birthday. Jordan equals 26. Michael equals 33. NBA Finals equals 33. But um, 263 is the 56 prime number. Miami Heat equals 56. In the last playoff win for the Heat, Butler scored 56 points. Uh, Jimbo is 8 and 13 versus the Nuggets, 2 and 9 away, 8 day numerology. He's 11 and 8 in game two, 7 and 6 away, 8 day numerology. And it's the 77th NBA, well, 77th basketball season, 76th NBA season. Butler is 0 and 1 in the finals, in finals game twos. 
Tyler Hero is said to possibly make a return today. It's the 136th day of his age, which is the 16th triangular number. Heat equals 16. We know right now their second or the third best player seems to be number 16, Cody Martin or Caleb Martin, one of them damn twin motherfuckers. And he's going off because he's a twin and it's Gemini season. Uh, which we'll talk about later. But um Father's Day, Jimmy Jordan um is when game seven is, so we're looking at that. Um, but in conclusion, it's the Nuggets 56 season. That's they're playing the 56-team, the Miami Heat. It's the Heat's 35th season. The number eight is very strong in this game, and Denver is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Today breaks down to eight-day numerology. So perhaps they don't cover the spread tonight but still get the win. Notice the Nuggets can win their eighth straight versus the Heat, and we know the Heat are an eighth seed. The Heat can get their eighth straight loss, or excuse me, their eighth loss in this year's playoffs. Jimmy Butler can stay on eight wins versus the Nuggets, and Jokic can get his eighth home win versus the Heat. On the other side of the eight, the Nuggets can get their eighth total home loss of the season versus the eighth seed Heat. Jimbo can get his eighth road win in game twos all time and stay on eight total losses in game twos all time. I suspect Jimmy Butler is a big story in this game as he's playing 263 days after his birthday, which is the 56 prime number. And he's playing against the Nuggets, who are in their 56 season when Miami Heat equals 56 in in the four base ciphers in one of the four base ciphers. So watch out for Jimmy Butler's play early. That could be an indicator of who wins tonight's game. It could also be a sign that the Heat stay on 56 wins for the year. Versus the Nuggets in their 56th season. And if that happened, Denver would become 3-0 for Miami on the year when 3 equals 56, Nuggets equals 30, Ball Arena equals 30. Always pay attention to the fourth quarter and halftime scores. That's pretty much the big example. For example, uh, the Nuggets are the Nuggets up by two at the end of the first quarter and the second while trying to take a 2-0 series oftentimes in games. Live betting is where you want to go. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. I'm going to take the Heat plus eight and a half. I do think the Nuggets win as far as the over and under. Um, 216 over and under. Uh, I think they hit that today. Um, But I'm going to take the um, Heat plus eight and a half. I think the Nuggets do win, though. But if the Nuggets don't win, I won't be surprised. But where I'm putting my money... Miami plus eight and a half again. But, uh, yep, um, Nuggets, he, that's your finals game two analysis by me. Later, Gators. All right, in other news, over the weekend, I don't know if you heard uh, about that plane, not plane, but train crashing and shit. And it's just, you know, more Mercury rituals as we're in Mercury season. Um, it's Gemini season. Gemini in astrology is ruled by... Uh, the planet Mercury, along with Virgo. Um, and we know, you know, Mer- Mercury is a part of the sacred divine feminine. The other half of the sacred divine feminine is Venus, which rules over um, Taurus and Libra. Uh, but you also should know, you know, Mercury is the god of transportation as well as a, as the main figure and head of the LGBTQ agenda and gay agenda. Thus, Pride Month is in June, which is obviously majority of June is Gemini season. Um, and as you see, throughout all social media and the news, they've been giving us stories of, you know, just random LGBTQ, random gay stories. Uh, but the, that train story was the big one for me over the weekend. It happened on a Friday. So we'll look at that. Right. Said at least 200 people were killed um, and hundreds were injured in a train derailment out there in India. You know, what I mean, in Jamatria, using the alphabet forwards. 
India equals 37, right? I, the ninth letter, in the 14th. D, the fourth letter. I, the ninth letter. A, the first letter. When you add that up, you get 37. Well, train equals 37 using the alphabet backwards with numerology. Backwards with numerology, T would be 7, R would be 9, A would be 8, I would be 9, N would be 4. That equals 37 when you add it up. The president of India is a female, and she's a Gemini, and it's Gemini season. Drupadi Murmu, uh, she's a Gemini, born uh, June 20th, um, 6 slash 20, or you could look at that as like 620, or you could look at it as 62, just drop the zero. Train equals 62. T, the 20th letter, R, the 18th letter, A, the first letter, I, the 9th letter, N, the 14th letter, 62. Not only that, but the shit happened on a Friday. And if I'm not mistaken, let's look at Friday's date. What's Friday's date? Oh, Friday was 6 slash 2, like train. We also know sacrifice equals 62. And that's ultimately what it was. They're probably going to try to get in some autonomous shit, autonomous trains. But more LGBTQ. They said a pregnant transgender man is getting backlash over a glamour UK pride issue. I'm a pregnant man and I'm trans. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're pushing that shit. Then you got Drake just took some photos with a state property prison outfit on and his nails are painted yellow and blue now we know yellow and blue are the ukrainian colors ukraine has been at war a lot of uh ukrainian symbolism every team that's pretty much won a championship since the war in ukraine has had yellow and blue colors whether it was the warriors last year in basketball the rams um winning super bowl 56 um uh, and if they weren't red and yellow then they weren't or if they weren't yellow and blue, then they were red winning the championship. Look at the Phillies. They didn't win it, but they were just in the uh, World Series. Look at uh, the Chiefs. They just won, the, won it all. They're a red team. Right now in the uh, NBA Finals, the Denver Nuggets, their colors are yellow and blue. Miami Heat, red. And, you know, at the start of the season, I can't remember who it was, somebody. But I said at the start of the – not the start of the season, maybe like midseason, I was saying it should be a red team out the East. That's why I was really hard on Philly. Then I said, if it wasn't Philly, that it would be the Celtics. Turns out it wasn't that. But somebody, I can't think of who it was, but when I was saying, it might have been my man from Las Vegas, but that motherfucker said, oh, shit, it's going to be a red team, bro, and it's probably going to be the Heat. And I laughed at him. You were right, whoever you were, man. Shout out to you. But, um, but yeah, the gay agenda is being pushed, um, you know, heavily. Now, just more examples of the Mercury and Sacred Feminine shit, you know what I mean? Just to go back down the list, you know, these are the two planets that are hated by the elite the most, Mercury and Venus. That's why they're always in the news on some defamation shit. Uh, prime example, um, Will and Jada. Will, a Libra ruled by Venus, Jada, Mercury, she's a Virgo. Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, a Gemini, ruled by Mercury. Amber Heard, a Taurus, ruled by Venus. Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. Kanye West, a Gemini, ruled by Mercury. Kim Kardashian, a Libra, ruled by Venus. I mean, we can keep going. Donald Trump and Melania. Melania is a Taurus. Trump is a uh, Gemini. You know what I'm saying? So it's very prevalent. You know what I mean? It's everywhere. You, 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 gotta, you, you just got to know. If you don't know, then you'll fall in to the same illusional traps. But uh, that's probably going to conclude it today. Let me take a look, see what my man Zach been talking about. You know what I mean? But don't forget, we like them. Uh, we like the Nuggets to win, but we taking the Heat plus eight and a half. Oh, they got Jimmy Carter on the news. Hold on, man. Let's take a look, see what my boy talking about, man. What my boy talking about? 
All right, so uh, CNN puts Jimmy Carter on the news today, so he's probably about to die real soon. Uh, notice Jimmy Carter is on CNN's front page 246 days after his October 1st birthday, and we know United States of America right now is 246 years old. Today is June 4th, Catholic Church equals 246, and of course, you can't get more Catholic than Sunday, and we know Catholic equals 46. The first Catholic president, John F. Kennedy, died at age 46. The second Catholic president is the 46th president in the current. It's a reminder that JFK again died at age 46 and we are in the time of the nation's second Catholic president who is Joe Biden, number 46. And we know JFK is from Boston, from Massachusetts. Joe Biden's Secret Service name is Celtic. Um, so that's that. Then, yeah, we just talked about the train wreck and shit. Uh, let's see what else. And then the debt ceiling shit. The Senate passed the debt ceiling bill with 63 votes on June 1st. June 1st was the 191st uh, day of Chuck Schumer's AIDS Society of Jesus and Chuck Schumer both equal 191. Uh, Chuck Schumer equals 191 using the alphabet backwards. Society of Jesus uses equals 191 using this uh, alphabet forwards. Debt ceiling equals 63 using the alphabet backwards with numerology applied. And again, 63 votes uh to get the debt ceiling limit. Uh, notice 63 votes to raise the debt ceiling in the Senate, excuse me. Um, the day this came, uh, I'm not reading all that. Uh, let's see what they got in the news today. I saw some shit. Who went, who sent the Egyptian border attack? 91 immigrants rescued. Uh oh. 80 girls poisoned. <laughs> Look at this one. 14 killed, 5 missing, like 145. Catholic equals 145. And this is out in China. Um, I mean, Catholics run the world, man. They run China, too. They say over 500 kids were killed in war. Damn. But damn, that was the, that's why I said that. Who went? Who sent 16 immigrants? California is investigating who sent 16 migrants from Texas. To, hold on, man. Is this today? This broke today? Or yesterday? Because 16, because California equals, well, Los Angeles equals 53, 16 prime. But anyway, yeah, I ain't going to get too much into that shit. Um, they're talking about that Spider-Man moving, swinging high at 120 million. Illuminati equals 120. Fatal Chicago shooting. Of course, they're going to talk about that today on 4 slash 6 because Chicago equals 46. You know what I'm saying? So we ain't worried about that. They equal 46. They won their only Super Bowl with 46 points using the legendary 4-6 defense. They won 46 to 10. That's 56 total points. And 56 is the number to know if you want some old cold shit. All right. Get, all right that's going to end this episode. Y'all have a good day. Get your toys and go to your room. Yeah, well, I want you to. Get your toys and go to your room because you're messing up my living room. Get them. to do what I'm telling you to do. Get on and go to your room. Well, then get the toys up and stay off of my uh, $100,000 uh, granite table. All right, so we're going to talk a little history of the world again from you know what. Uh, this one is called the English language. So there are many stories about English, the language. There are innumerable individual stories from from the people, yet even if we look from broad narrative themes, there are several dimensions competing for our attention. For example, 
There's the structural story of the way the sounds, grammar, and vocabulary of the language have evolved. There's the social story of the way language has come to serve a multiplicity of functions in society. There is the literal story and there is the chronological story of a beginning, middle, and ending. We can start with the waves of Anglo-Saxon invaders arriving in various locations and laying the foundations of later dialect differences. The language diverged early in England and Scotland, then took path in Britain onto North America and elsewhere in the world. The Anglo-Saxon corpus of poetry and prose dating from around the 17th century provides the first opportunity to examine the linguistic evidence of English. Understanding the outlines and characteristics of old English texts, the sounds, spellings, grammar, and vocabulary are key. The Middle English period begins with the effects on the English language after the French invasion and then concluded with Standard English. That's one way of looking at the history of the English language. Uh, you should read Beowulf or the Canterbury Tales. Uh, the early modern English period begins with the English of Caxton and the Renaissance continues with that of Shakespeare and the King James Bible and ends with the landmark publication of Johnson's Dictionary. According to the Anglo-Saxon historian, the Venerable Bede began the letter written to the Roman Council by some of the Celtic people who had survived the ferocious invasions of the Scots and Pecks in the early decades of the 5th century. Bar the barbarians drive us to the sea. The sea drives us back towards the barbarians. Between them are exposed to two sorts of death. We are either slain or drowned. That's a little excerpt from one of Anglo-Saxon niggas that wrote the venerable bead. Uh, although the Romans had sent assistance in the past, they were now fully occupied by their wars with the kings of the Huns, Attila and Bledla. Bede gives a succinct and sober account of what took place. And here's an excerpt. In the year of our Lord, 449, the nation of Angles or Saxons being invited by the aforesaid king arrived in Britain with three long ships and had a place assigned them to reside in by, by the same. In the eastern part of the island that they might thus appear to be fighting for their country whilst their real intentions were to enslave it. B describes the invaders as belonging to the three most powerful nations of Germany, the Saxons, the Angles, and the Jutes. The first group to arrive came from Jutland in the northern part of modern Denmark and were led, according to the chroniclers, by two Jutish brothers, Hegnus and Horsa. They landed at Ebe's fleet on the Isle of Thanet and settled in the areas known as Kent and the Isle of Wight and parts of Hampshire. The Angles came from the south of the Danish peninsula and entered Britain much later or the eastern coast, settling in parts of Mercia, Northumbria, and what is now East Anglia. The Saxons came from an area further south and west along the coast of the North Sea and from 477 settled in various parts of the southern and southeastern Britain. The chroniclers talk about groups of East, West, and South Saxons distinctions which were reflected in the later names Essex, Wessex, and Sussex. The name Middlesex suggests that there were Middle Saxons too. English was a membership with the Western branch of the Germanic family of languages. It is closest in structure to Frisian, though hardly anything is known about the ancient Frisians and their role in the invasions of Britain. The Germanic branch of the Indo-European language family is what Britain historians teach. 
yet the germanic branch comes from celtic italic baltic slavic and albanian or its upper half and the lower half comes or finds its way from the greeks anatolians armenians Tocturan tribes and the so-called indo-iranians therefore old english relates to the areas in which the invaders settled but there are too few texts to make serious comparisons possible the Germanic languages are not the Germany of today, and the Germans speak a language closer to East to the East Gothic more so than English, which is closer to the Frisian languages. The fighting imposition of Anglo-Saxon lasted for about a hundred years, and the Anglo-Saxon settlements spread to all areas apart from the highlands of the West and North. By the end of the fifth century, the foundation was established for the emergence of the English language, with all the influence of the other European languages, including the root English, the Latin tongues of Rome. With scant respect for priorities, the German invaders called the native Celtic wheels foreigners, from which the name Welsh is derived. The, Celt the Celtics or Celts called the invaders Saxons, regardless of their tribe, and this practice was followed by the early Latin writers. By the end of the 6th century, however, the term Angle was in use as early as 601, and King of Kent, Ethelbert, is called Rex Anglorum, King of the Angles. And during the 7th century, Anglia uh, became the usual Latin names. Old English derives from the usage and the name of the language found in Old English texts is from the outset referred to English. The SC spelling represented the SH found English, English. References to the name of the country as England appear not until about a thousand, the year a thousand. Oh, oh, oh. Where the fuck was I? Venerable Bleed or Bede, born at Moncton on Tyne in 673, worked as a writer and teacher. He died in 735 and was buried at Jarrow. His masterpiece, the Historica Ecclesiastica Gentis Aglorum, which is the ecclesiastic history of the English nation, was finished in 731. Its focus is on the growth of Christianity in England, and, but its scope is much wider, and it's recognized as the most valuable source we have for early English history. Written in Latin, and an old English translation was made during the reign of Alfred the Great. British, or excuse me, before the Anglo-Saxon invasions, the language or languages are spoken by the native inhabitants of the British Isles belong to the Celtic family introduced by people who have come to the islands around the middle of the first millennium bc many of these settlers were in turn eventually subjugated by the romans who arrived in 43 bc after a millennium of settlement by speakers of celtic and half a millennium of seekers of latin what effect did this have on the language spoken by the arriving anglo-saxons there is surprisingly very little celtic influence or perhaps it is not so surprising given the savage way in which the celtic communities were destroyed or pushed back into the areas we know now as Cornwall, Wales, Cumbria, and the Scottish borders. Only a handful of Celtic words have survived into modern English. Latin has been a major influence on English throughout its history, and there is evidence of its role from the earliest moments of contact. Latin words were already used by the Anglo-Saxon tribes on the continent of Europe and were also introduced within Britain. Vulgar Latin continued in use at least as an official language for some years after the Roman army left. For some reason, about 200 Latin words are present in the English language and at the very beginning of the Anglo-Saxon period existed as well.
Old English was first written in the runic alphabet. This alphabet was used in Northern Europe, Scandinavia, present-day Germany, and the British Isles, and it has been preserved in about 4,000 inscriptions and a few manuscripts. The alphabet was developed by the Romans, who learned it from the Greeks, who in turn learned it from Asia Minor, a.k.a. Africa. The runic alphabet found throughout the area consisted of 24 letters. For the modern, magical sense of rune, we are therefore indebted to the Scandinavian and not the Anglo-Saxon tradition. See, the writing is of J.K. Toklin. It is considerable overstated to suggest that St. Augustine brought Christianity to Britain. The religion had already arrived through Roman invasion and in the 4th century had been given official status in the Roman Empire. It was Breton, St. Patrick, who converted Ireland in the early 5th century and several early Welsh saints' names are remembered in place names beginning with Lynn, see the Latin influence before the arrival of the Anglo-Saxons and the first Old English manuscripts. The literary work, the literary age began only after the arrival of Roman missionaries led by Augustine, who came to Kent in A.D. 597. The first texts dating around 700 are glossaries of Latin words translated to Old English and of a and a few early inscriptions of poems. The standard Old English alphabet had the following 24 letters A, A, E, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, K, L, M, N, O, P, R, S, T, another P, D, T, U, W, Y. It was very similar to the one we still use, though any modern eye looking at the original manuscripts would immediately see the absence of capital letters, because all these letters I just read to you are lowercase. The history of early English vocabulary is one of repeated invasions. The newcomers to the islands bringing their language with them and leaving a fair amount of its vocabulary behind when they left or were assimilated. The focus on the next world would arrive, arrive first as the Christian missionaries from Ireland and Rome introduced literacy and they brought with them a huge Latin vocabulary. Damn this shit long. Um, let me see. Yeah, so they brought all that shit with them. Uh, let me see. Yeah, we got to talk about all that shit. Uh, let me see. The Anglo-Saxons had already encountered Latin as used by the continental Roman armies and the Romano-British mini-army, whatever. The second big, big linguistic invasion came as a result of the Viking raids on Britain, which began in 787 AD and continued for 200 years. Most terms to do with Danish law and culture died away with the Norman conquest of 1066 AC, marking the beginning of a new social and linguistic era in Britain. It was a long time before the effects of the Norman invasion worked their way into the language and Old English continued to be used. A century later, texts were still being composed in the West Saxon variety that had developed in the years following the reign of King Alfred. Middle English runs from the beginning of the 12th century into the middle of the 15th century. The gradual decay of Anglo-Saxon tradition and literacy practices overlapping with the sudden emergence of French and Latin literacy gives much of this period an elusive and unfocused character. Geoffrey Chaucer is seen as the forerunner of modern English poetry, and some would say the climax of the Middle English. The main influence on English, of course, is France, strictly Norman France, French, the language introduced by Britain 
by the invader. Following William of Normandy's ascension, the French were rapidly established in the corridors of power. Within 20 years of the invasion, almost all the religious houses were under French-speaking superiors and several new foundations were solely French. Most of the Anglo-Norman monarchs were unable to communicate at all in English, though it is said some used it for swearing. Richard II addressed the people in English during the Peasants' Revolt of 1381 AC. The first royal will to be written in English was Henry's in 1413. French continued to be used in Parliament, the courts, and in the public proceedings, but translations into English increased in frequency throughout the period, as did the number of handbooks written for the teaching of French. In 1204, King John of English clashed with King Philip of France and had to give up control of Normandy. The English nobility lost their estates in France, and the antagonism grew between the two countries, leading to the Hundred Years' War, which lasted from 1337 through 1453. Then came the Barons' War from 1264 to 1265, where the English was not used in Parliament. When where English was not used in Parliament until 1362, and by 1425, English was widely used in England in writings as well as in speeches. Middle English poetry is influenced by French literary traditions, both in content and style. See the Owl and the Nightingale. French influence also became increasingly evident in the English manuscripts of the 13th century. France, actually, French used to be the lingua franca, meaning the language spoken around the world. Now it's English. But French is the most dominant influence on the growth of Middle English vocabulary, but it is not at all the only one. During the 14th to 15th centuries, several thousand words came into the language directly from the Latin language by way of the French, belonging to such fields as religion, medicine, law, and literature. The effects of the Scandinavian invasions also made themselves felt during the period. The Wycliffe Bible authorship is attributed to John Wycliffe in 1384 because of the unorthodox nature of Wycliffe's opinions. The early manuscripts of his writings were destroyed, mostly destroyed. Wycliffe was concerned that lay people should be able to read the Bible in their language. The first translation using the Latin version of St. Jerome was made between 1380 and 1384. Wycliffe's method was to rely greatly on glossing the Latin text, seeking where possible to preserve the original style. As a consequence, there are over a thousand Latin words who you, whose use in English is first recorded in this translation. Any ex extract shows the influence of the Latin vocabulary, either directly imported or known through French influence. The variety, which we now call standard English, is the result of a combination of influence, the most important of which do not emerge until the period of Middle English. There is not any direct connection between the West Saxon Old English and Modern Standard English. The political heart of the country moved from Winchester to London after the conquest and the major linguistic trends during the Middle English increasingly relate to the development of the capital as a social, political, and commercial center. The standard English began to emerge in the 15th century, and we know, what did I, what do I always tell you? What does Zach always tell you? That English became standardized in the 15th and 16th century, along with the fucking calendar that we're on, which is named after our fucking Pope. I'm sorry, baby, my bad. I'm sorry. I won't curse no more. But, you know, I'm passionate. I use English to curse, or Ebonics, rather, which is a form of nigger English. <laughs> Where was I? Uh, but yeah, we saw that come about in the 15th century following a detailed study of the dialect of that period. It is now possible to isolate several factors which contributed to its identity. 
the King James Bible published in 1611 exercised an enormous influence on the development of the language and it was influenced by several existing versions all produced during the 16th century. What I just tell you, oh, man, that's how I know Zach is the truth and is here to help. That's how you should know I'm here to help because this book was literally written in 1991 <laughs> like, and it's 2023. Uh, the motivations of these Bibles lay in the religious controversies of the day, such as, but not limited to, Martin Luther's protest at Wittenberg in 1517, meaning the 95th Theses, which brought about the Jesuit order. And about 80% of that text of the authorized version shows the influence of Tyndall. 1494 through 1536, the chief 16th century translations are of the Bible. Of 1539, the Protestant England, the Geneva Bible of 1560, produced by English Protestants in exile during the reign of Queen Mary. It was in Roman type. The Bishop's Bible of 1568, the Dua Reims Bible of 1609 through 1610, issued by the Roman Catholic priest in exile in Europe. All these different versions were construed to help people who didn't know how to speak English or French and to, you know, mind control their ass. Thus, we are where we are now. Um... But yeah, the the time can Reformation, the Protestant Renaissance, and the Protestant Reformation, the so-called discoveries of Copernicus, and the European exploration and colonization of Africa and the Americas. Most of the words which entered the language at this time are Latin, Greek, French, Italian, Spanish, and Portuguese. Uh, so yeah, that's how we got here. English history. What's after the door? Fuck with y'all.